We are so pleased to announce that the 2018 Toy Photographer's Yearbook is completed and available for purchase. The book features the work of 61 toy photographers from around the world and is available in softcover, ebook, and PDF formats. But it's only available for a limited time. Support the blog, support your fellow toy photographers, and purchase your copy today. You'll find all of the information and links to purchase on our website, toyphotographers.com. You're listening to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of toyphotographers.com. My name is James Garcia, and each week I talk to photographers from around the world who are turning Lego, action figures, miniatures, custom creations, and more into amazing works of art. This week I spoke with Four Bricks Tall, one of my favorite Lego photographers and the new community manager for Brick Central. Along with a team of fellow photographers and a shiny new forum, Anna has given new life to one of Instagram's oldest and biggest Lego communities. In addition to discussing all of that fun news, I asked Anna about her work as a portrait photographer in Brooklyn, her affinity for custom characters over licensed properties, the importance of understanding your gear, and much more. It was a fun, jam-packed episode, so without further ado, let's get on with the show. So Anna, welcome to the show. Happy New Year. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, You've had a really busy 2019 so far, at least from from my perspective. How is everything going so far? How's everything going? Well, we just started um, kicking off Brick Central Mm -hmm. and I am putting together the team and uh, designing how things are going to go from here on out. So it's been it's been quite a quite a ride. Yeah, I bet. I just love everything that you've been doing so far with that community and with the channel and everything. So congratulations on the launch. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, a lot yeah. of that goes to my team too. <laughs> yeah, you've you've pulled together a really cool team for that, and I, I definitely want to jump into all of the great Brick Central news. But first, let's rewind a little bit and just talk about uh, you as a photographer and, and how you got into things. You're actually a professional portrait photographer. Is that right? I am. I've been shooting um, portraits for, I don't know, a couple of years now. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. How did you get into that? Well, because I'm bad at shooting everything else, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell, take like a compelling photo of a landscape. And, you know, I'd love to do some architecture and interior photos, but that takes a special skill set to do and gear. And um, I don't think I'd have the personality for like weddings. So hmm. I kind of stuck with portraiture. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, I'm just more attracted to photos that have people in them. So I learned how to light people. And that was that. So what I mean that by like portraiture is like I'm in a studio with my backdrop, my lights, or I'm taking it on site. But I've been shooting people, especially my kid for, I don't know many, many years. So uh, I've always seen portrait photographer as like, I picture it in my head as, you know, you like go to a JCPenney or something and stand in front of a backdrop. Like, can you talk a little bit about what, what is your process there and what kind of shooting do you do when you do portrait stuff? Well, we do, when you're doing portrait work, you're trying to make the person look good for one thing. And, you know, a JCPenney <laughs> backdrop doesn't do that. But did you see that Sandra, what's her name? Buck Huckabee, whatever the new administration's press secretary I don't know Mm -hmm. I I can't remember but somebody um, did that for her they put her head against one of those JCPenney backgrounds and then that (laughs) sort of floating transparent head that's looking off in the distance Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it's hilarious and I'd actually love to shoot that kind of style again just for the humor of it but no portrait work is you know you have to know your lighting and you have to know angles and ratios and stuff like that just to make the person look good and their personality to come across so it's 
it's, you know, it's much more than standing just in front of a backdrop and smiling at the camera. Right. You have definitely taken all of those skills and applied them to your Lego photography work. What, what is your history with Lego and why have you used Lego as your main uh, subject, at least for toy photography? I, I saw the series by Andrew White. He's this guy that they called him the Legographer or Legographer. I don't know how to pronounce that. But I mean, I was looking at all these photography sites and I, I think I saw an article about him on Petapixel or something. And I thought he, I mean, he's a landscape photographer. So I thought it was really clever how he used this minifig to tie all of his landscape shots together. And I wanted to give it a go. And he was using a mobile phone to do all of that. And when I started, I had this huge DSLR and a newborn. So I was looking for a way to keep shooting, but trying to keep my kit to a bare minimum. Hmm. And, you know, a Lego minifig and a mobile phone take up very little space to yeah. the diaper. <laughs> so once you started his work, you, you just got inspired and then and started doing it yourself? Or how did you... I wanted to keep up because, you know, when you have a newborn, there's not much time for anything. And when if you want to be a photographer and you want to keep shooting, you have to find a way to do that. And using a mobile phone and having a, a, a subject that will stay put, like a Lego <laughs> minifigure will, you know, it helps you get through that that time of your life when you just don't have any time for anything else. Mm -hmm. So that's how I, I basically used his idea in my situation and carried on with it. Nice. You, you've pretty much shot Lego primarily since then. Why, why Lego? I know that you said you started just because of the, the size and everything, but were you a fan of Lego? Um, what is it oh, about yeah. Lego specifically? I mean, I had Lego castle sets and space sets growing up. I think we, my, my brother and I had so much Lego that we took a picture and wrote to like the president of Lego or something at <laughs> some point. I, I think I was like maybe seven years old at the time. And they wrote us back and they said, oh, wow. wow, that's really cool. And they sent us a couple of bricks. I mean, you know, back then it was just really just the classic space sets with even not, not even the trans, not even the clear windshields. They were like yellowish. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was pretty cool to get that letter back from Lego. But then, you know, I went dark because teenage years, and then I rediscovered them again when I had a kid and some money, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was for me. I, I don't have a kid, but I, I definitely, you know, you get to that point where you're like, you're too cool for it and, and forget about it. And then you just see it again one day and you're like, oh, this is this is awesome. And, and God, Lego has come so far since since those earlier sets when, when you were a kid. Right. Like, wow, they have spiky hair now. <laughs> Yeah, and different expressions and yeah. and faces and all that stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like your work as a as a portrait photographer has helped influence your Lego work or vice versa? Well, you know, shooting different genres requires different skill sets, different knowledge, and different gear. I mean, I know how to light and photograph humans and get them to perform in front of a camera, but the only reflections I have to deal with is possibly from someone wearing glasses. Hmm. It's just not a problem I have to deal with in portraiture compared to shooting Lego, which is like 100% you're going to have problems with reflection. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, my setup is different, too. I use a tripod, a macro lens, smaller lights. And in portraiture, I'm holding the camera in my hand. I'm not fixed to a tripod. And I shoot more closed down and I have all these huge softboxes and backgrounds. So everything is kind of different, I guess. Apart from the exposure triangle and knowing what kind of light I have to work with, there's not much overlap between portraiture and Lego photography. Hmm. And that's cool because otherwise shooting Lego would be like work. And right. that's not why I shoot minifigs. 
One thing I love about your style is that you create your own characters by mixing up uh, minifigure parts. Uh, you don't really shoot with licensed minifigs very much. Uh, why is that approach? Why, why do you do that? I can't tell someone else's story or create in someone else's universe. I need my own characters and my own stories. And I think that if you're going to do that, like fan fiction or fan pics, you've got to blow people away with it. Like mm. Vesa. Vesa? Is it Vesa? Visa? I have no idea. Uh, Vesa. I think, yeah. Vesa. I mean, his photography is on point, of course, but his storytelling point of view is fun and interesting. And even for a person like me, and I can't stand Star Wars. So it brings me in, his <laughs> style. I mean, his storytelling is, is different enough that I'm, I'm involved. And another thing is, I just don't like photographing the same thing everyone else is shooting. I'm, yeah. the, I'm that person who takes photos of other people taking photos of tourist attractions. <laughs> I don't actually have any photos of the attraction myself. And, you know, I'm happy to buy those CMFs. They're super cute and everything. But I don't feel compelled to take photos of them as is. I might, if I've made a modification to it, like add some custom accessory. But otherwise, I'm, I'm not really interested. Because I'm, I'm a tinkerer. I, I void warranties. It's just what I need to do to keep interested. I think you're the first person on the show that said you, you don't like Star Wars. I think I saw on your feed somewhere that you, you're a big Star Trek fan, though. Is that right? I am. And it's not because it's a Star Wars, Star Trek thing. It's just that I was in the supermarket the other day. Well, not the other day, but a couple of years ago. And there were like BB-8 mandarins. And I thought... <laughs> What the hell, man? I mean, you need to calm down with the marketing here. It's just everywhere. And I just thought it was too saturated. I didn't want to see Star Wars everywhere I looked. I actually banned Star Wars in my house. I can't, my kid can't have Star Wars things because it's, it's just overwhelming for me. So nothing really to do with Star Wars. It's just, it's just the marketing machine behind it is, is overwhelming for me. It's only gotten worse over the last few years with the D Disney acquisition and the new movies and all that stuff. Star Wars is kind of everywhere, which like for me as a, as a huge Star Wars fan is awesome, but I could see how that it would be overwhelming for someone who isn't really into that. Right. Are, are you bummed to see that we haven't had a ton of great like Star Trek merch and, and toys and stuff like that in, in recent years? Uh, yes and no, because if I guess if there was a Star Trek if there was Star Trek stuff, I would also not like it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I like things because they're rare. I like things because they're not common. I, if it was like everywhere, I'd be like, oh, okay. I mean, I can totally hate on Star Trek Enterprise, and I'm glad not to see that. But, you know, but Picard stuff, I will always think that's cool. So how did you first get involved with the toy photography community? When you discovered Andrew White's work, was that happening at the same time? Or did the toy photo community come next? What was the the trajectory there? Yeah, almost. I mean, I wasn't on Instagram till, till later. But um, I mean, I started shooting Lego around the same time that Brick Central was just getting off the ground. But I don't think I was posting any of my stuff to Instagram. And I mean, I found Shelly's work and Layla's too that way through Brick Central. And uh, the first time I was featured on Brick Central, it was both a milestone and a stepping stone for me hmm. because from that point on, I wanted to do better work. And I think it may have been around that time that I ditched the mobile phone in the diaper bag and went back to shooting with a proper camera. So how did that uh, change your photography then? Well, everything kind of changes because, you know, the lens you use changes your field of view. It changes. It's a storytelling device, your lens. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I could see a mobile phone shot completely different 
from a from a shot that's done with a camera because the field of view is always kind of the same and the depth of field is always kind of the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. There's, there's not, I mean, you're, you're stuck to composition when you're using mobile phone as your photography tool. And, well, and light, you know, composition is light and light, but anything more than that, you, you need a lens and you need to choose the lens. You can't just say, I'm going to shoot with the macro all the time. You, you choose the lens for the story. That's why they exist. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. That's something that in the last couple of years for myself personally, as I've learned more of those technical skills, understanding, oh, the lens I choose is more important than just, you know, slapping something on my camera and and playing around with that depth of field and using that stuff for story purposes uh, really right. just opened my eyes for photography. When you were starting to shoot and, and learning these things, were those concepts that you already knew from portraiture or as you shot more lego stuff were you kind of learning that along the way well i knew you know all of the stuff about depth of field and you know angles and all these things i you know that but like when you have to use special gear to shoot macro photography or close-up photography it is different you have to know like if you're going to put a close-up filter on your regular lens that your depth of field is going to be literally a hairline and so you have to shoot with focus stacking in mind, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and what does that require? That also requires a tripod or what else does that require? Oh, it needs constant light. You know, just all of these things, they build up because of your choice of lens. You, you've done a lot of work in the community, curating people's work, sharing things, doing behind the scenes. Now you're doing Brick Central. What compels you to, to take this hobby that much further and, and dive into it, not just showing your own work, but showcasing other people's work and then diving into these behind the scenes things? Well, it's a couple of things. It's, I think it's just how I am. If there's something I think is missing, I will fill the need if <laughs> I can. So before this, I ran a multi-author blog about Madrid and also founded a social network for English and Spanish learners because oh, wow. these are things I wanted, but I couldn't find. So I just built them. With Lego photography, I wanted to see more in-depth behind the scenes, but there was very little out there. I mean, there were simple pullback photos of setups, but hardly anyone discussed their intention. Like, why did you lighten that way? How did you get the minifig in focus back to front but still have a creamy blurred background so I just started writing them and secondly it's just how I learn best when I'm learning something new whether it be about history culture a new language or you know photography techniques I tend to go all in mm. and I need the personal investment to be big otherwise I might lose interest or motivation <laughs> so making a public commitment forces me to stay on track I like that. I think I'm very similar where I've always, same thing as you, like started blogs and created things when I when I didn't see something there that I, that I wanted. That, that totally makes sense to me. Cool. Same page. I love what you were doing uh, recently with the Four Bricks Hall blog, diving into those behind the scenes, explaining your, your intention behind a scene, uh, really showing us the, the process of, of, of editing your photos and, and why you chose certain things. I just thought that was such a cool approach. Are, are, is that something you're going to continue doing uh, as Brick Central grows and you continue doing your own work? For me, the In the Stylist series is really a twofer, right? It's a behind the scenes look. But it's also a lesson in how to read a photograph. So one of my favorite authors on photography is Michael Freeman. He's, run, he's written a ton of, of awesome books. And he wrote something that sums it up quite nicely. He said, if you're going to shoot with effort and imagination, it can only help to know how and why good photographers work. 
learning how better to read a photograph can probably should lead to taking better photographs. So for the in the style of blog posts, I pick a photographer whose work I admire and I open the post with my take on one of their photos. Here I'm showing people how I'm reading the photo. And I can generally suss out how a photo was taken, but I like to see how other Lego photographers begin the whole process, including ideation. I want to know what the intention of the photographer was and their approach, because knowledge allows you to appreciate things on a deeper level. It stops you from like merely hitting that heart on Instagram and scrolling. Mm -hmm. And with knowledge, you can identify the investment a photographer made in a photo. And, you know, maybe that'll make you stop to admire or even comment on their photo. And it's the same experience you have when you travel, right? Like you see ruins or a castle or whatever. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And you continue on walking. <laughs> and, but that's because you don't know the history or the relevance of the thing you've just seen. Hmm. Like when I lived in Barcelona, I'd sometimes bike to Sagrada Familia and just sit in one of the parks flanking it and then look at it. You know, it's beautiful. It's right there. And I live so close. But I'd overhear tourists say things like, when are they ever going to finish that? Or oh, I'm glad we didn't buy tickets to go inside. And depending on my mood, I'd, I'd answer, you know, just in the <laughs> air. Maybe they'll overhear me. And I would say something like, you know, it was Gaudi's vision that the cathedral should be completed by generations of architects, not just him. And it's stunning inside. It's almost alien. And, you know, just like that, these tourists who were once dismissive were now intrigued and ready to get in a long line under the harsh sun to buy tickets to go inside. Hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, see, the minute you get even the smallest nugget of information about something, suddenly you're like, oh, wow. And you can appreciate it more or you want to investigate more, which is super cool for the in the style of posts. I don't just want people to invest passively by reading my blog posts. I want them to go and try the techniques out for themselves because the experience of overcoming these hurdles and the joy of learning, it, it's, it's valuable when you do it yourself. You know, it's the Montessori method, right? Do mm -hmm. it yourself, learn that way. And hopefully when you understand how other photographers cr come up with their photos and they execute, you'll take better photos, but you'll also be able to notice the effort in others. Yeah, absolutely. It's one thing I, I have loved about those in the style of posts is, uh, you know, photographers that I've been following for years, like uh, you did one for a brick sailboat. He's yeah. someone who like, I've always really liked his work, but I never totally understood what separates his style from everybody else and, and why his photos are different. And, and I love that you dove into that in that blog post and really examined all of those things. And then you take it a step further and you recreate a photo in the same style yourself. So, so how is that process? Once you, once you have looked through someone's work and, and really examined it, how then do you turn around and, and make your own photo in their style? You know, it's not as easy, even though I know I'm breaking it down and I, and I can see how they've done it. And I think, you know, actually, when you, you mentioned Brick Cellbolt, I thought his would be the easiest for me to do. And it turned out that his was the hardest for me to do hmm. because um, his camera choice had a lot to do with it. It could focus very closely. And, uh, you know, it was like a couple of inches, not even an inch, less than a couple of inches away from the actual subject. I don't have a lens like that. So I had to, um, I built a rig 
to put a minifig and have my my camera on the other side. I mean, it was I built things just so I could shoot the way that he did, and he simply had everything in one hand. You know what I mean? Right. Just, I had to do so many things because my camera was more advanced, and I had to get it to look like his. So it was it was hard. It was it wasn't easy. It took me much longer than it than I expected, but it was fun, and I really liked his style. I mean, I don't want to carry it on because I don't want to I don't want to steal his style, and but I find uses for it where I can. Hmm. I like that. How would you uh, how would you describe your own style now that you've examined everybody else's work? What what about your own? What would you say defines your your style and your approach? I like lighting. This is probably my favorite thing about photography is trying to light minifigs in a different way. And also, like you said, I I like custom characters. I like my own little stories, even if even if it's just a portrait of them standing. I the characters I create, I feel can carry their own story without. Mm-hmm doing much it's just because they look so different you you kind of identify with them because they're closer to reality than what we see um lego putting out i mean i i don't see people wearing cactus costumes (laughs) walking (laughs) around you know so i'll create like a hipster i'll create some you know whatever unicyclist just stuff that i see around brooklyn and brooklyn's not really the most um, you know, boring of places. It's not suburbia here. So we do have unicyclists wearing these things and tattoos and stuff. So I just like to see that. I love that. Yeah. And it's something that I think is missing from the, when Lego World released just a normal like creator series set or something that has general people in it. I, I don't notice a lot of, a lot of that diversity and different characters and stuff like that. It's a lot of the same kind of torsos and faces yeah. reused again and again. So I, every time you, you take a photo and create a new character, I just, I love how you bring them to life. It's just, it's really cool. Oh, thanks. It's like, because that's what I want to see in my city. If I had a city, I I don't have a city. I live in New York. I just don't have the space for that kind of thing. But if I had a city, I I don't, that's what I want my denizens to look like. Were you ever shooting or doing any photography when you lived in Madrid? Yeah, because I was doing that um, the blog. I was the publisher of the blog, so I did a lot. I did a bunch of everything. I like, like I said, I I did the architecture thing and I did some of the food stuff, and that's how you know what you're you're bad at, right? Like, okay, I'm not <laughs> so good at taking photos inside a museum and trying to line up these things, or I'm not so good at, you know, accompanying this food reviewer with my photos because it's, you know, it just requires me to bring all these pieces of papers and little clips to light, you know, to show texture in the food or all these things that, you know, it's just beyond what you know as a photographer. And that's why you kind of have to decide what your genre is because just because I'm a portrait photographer and I really know my gear and I really know my light, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm a really good Lego photographer or macro photographer or food photographer. You know, it's just, I've seen some wedding photographers that are Lego photographers and I'm like, whoa, that, that missed the mark completely, (laughs) you know? So it's, 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 it's like that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. It's funny that I feel like when people look at photography from the from the outside, they just they see it as all like, well, you're just a good photographer and you can do all these different things. But but it is funny how how specialized each little genre or, or niche of photography can be. Especially Lego photography, that requires gear. I mean, you could do it with a mobile phone, but like I said, you're kind of trapped in this field of view and depth of field you know, it limits your storytelling possibilities, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah. So, so for me, I mean, if you really wanted to push yourself, I don't want people to go out buying gear because you still need to know lighting. You still need to know storytelling and composition. You really have to nail these basics before you decide, okay, just this lens is going to change everything for me. That's It's not. Right. I mean, you, you have to have these basics. Yeah, you can do that with a mobile phone. It's just when you're past that, when you're past composition, when you're past lighting, when you're past storytelling, then think, okay, I'm going to go get a lens and see how much better I could do this or not, or what else I can do, you know, mm-hmm. what, what other possibilities open up to me because I, I've changed my gear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just, uh, this Christmas, I bought a, a, a super wide angle lens, which is totally different than the, than the, you know, macro lenses I've been using for my Lego work. And it's just completely opened up a whole new world for me. And it's just like, oh, you know, one, one piece of equipment or, or, or one different lens can totally change uh, the approach and, and everything that you're doing. Yeah. And I'm sure it was frustrating to learn like, well, I'm still good at it. <laughs> now, right. I, now I suck. What, what changed? Well, obviously your lens and you have to understand it. Yeah. Um, I asked about Madrid just because you, you live in Brooklyn now. How, how has that changed your, your work? I think people are more open here in Brooklyn and you know, it's New York. We got a lot of wannabe um, <laughs> actors who are happy to have a headshot done. You know, it's just in Madrid, you kind of have to, convince them that they need a photo whereas Mm. here it's just like when should i take my photo right i can walk into any store and say okay hey you got a pretty cool setup here i'd love to do like an environmental portrait for free just for my own edification right like how am i going to bring these lights how am i going to fit it in this tiny space and they're always like yeah sure whereas in madrid it'd be like what are you talking about woman you know like (laughs) so yeah more open here just just because it is new york yeah yeah i I could see that are there any limitations to shooting there with your lego work well i there's a lot of mosquitoes here for one thing so that's a limitation because i it's hard to shoot it's hard to focus when you're being bitten all the time but that's only during the summer but yeah, we have a lot of tourists. I'm always constantly waiting for people to, you know, leave my scene or somebody is standing behind me and there's like a huge shadow now cast all over my scene. You know, it's just, but you know, they're just curious and you have to be friendly and, be, you know, be like, okay, well, I'm just shooting like over here. Could you stand over there and <laughs> stop blocking my light though? But yeah, and I have a lot of tourists from different it's New York. We have, yeah, and there'll be like a crowd of Japanese tourists taking a picture of hopefully what I'm doing and not like my butt crack. You know, I did right. these things. I'm like, oh my god, did, are they just taking a? Is my like whatever showing? So yeah, it's a bit distracting. And when I had to shoot Voltron, uh, that was such a headache for me. I because there was like an NDA that you couldn't shoot this thing before it was officially released by Lego, mm-hmm. and I had done it for toy photographers. And uh, it, I was just like going crazy because I'm in New York and I'm like, there's people everywhere here. I mean, no matter where you go, is there's no privacy. So I think I might have even looked like a bit of a jerk because I'd see somebody coming up to me and I would just throw like a blanket over Voltron. <laughs> and be like, I'm so sorry, I can't just, you know, or that was maybe just me being such a stickler for rules, you know. Well, it's one of those things, you know, an NDA is, is one of those like nerve wracking things to sign, right? It's, yeah. it's like, I, I, okay, I, I hope I can do this. And, and the last thing you want is someone taking an Instagram photo of you shooting this Voltron set and it goes viral or whatever. Like, who knows? What With my be? butt crack, right? So, I mean, <laughs> right. that would be the worst case scenario for me.
So going back to uh, to Brick Central, um, congratulations again on that launch. I'm, I'm so impressed with everything that's come out of that. How did that come about for you? Let, let's go through all that. Strap yourselves in. <laughs> Got a lot of moving parts. And you know, even toy photographers is involved in this somehow. So I mentioned earlier that I've been around as a Lego photographer for almost as long as Brick Central has been around. So I've seen how things have changed over the years and maybe not all for the better. When the management system changed from having a permanent mod team with Shelly and LL World and Weeman and CJ to these rotating guest mods, a lot of the things that made Brick Central what it was disappeared. And that was the tips, the mini interviews with people from the community, the BTS with featured artists, the reviews, you know, and just inside jokes. And as a guest mod in this rotating mod system, there's really just no time or opportunity for any of that. You have just one month and you are completely independent. You don't have to work with the mod before you or after you. You just really can do your own thing. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult to create a cohesive experience in that kind of setup. So when I volunteered to be mod, and it was volunteer, LL would put out a post say, who wants to be mod? So this was strictly volunteer. I decided I was going to do something different. I was going to teach under the guise of a theme. And if you're going to teach, you need good examples. So that allowed me to feature established Lego photographers and older photos. So my ingredients were a monthly theme, some tips, a few mini BTS with recognized artists, and several regular community features. That's a good chunk of the old Brick Central recipe right there. Mm -hmm. As I was preparing for my theme, the G plus thing happened. And then the Flickr thing happened too. And you guys at Toy Photographers were discussing where your new home should be since G plus was gonna be pulled. Yep. In private chats, I, was, I strongly advised Shelly to take the opportunity to own the community by installing a self-hosted forum. But the votes went another way and you guys moved to MeWe and you guys seem really happy there. But I had sold myself on the idea of the forum. So I installed one on my own site. I mean, I used to run a web design company. So I've done dozens of forum setups for clients before. And I had that social network for language learners. So really this kind of thing is not hard for me to do. Before my mod term began, I told Shelly what I was going to do for my Brick Central theme so I could get some feedback from her and permission to use some of her images. And at some point in our back and forth, she said that Brick Central needed someone like me running the account. During my mod term, LL World, the owner of the account, said virtually the same thing to me. I guess because I was preparing and I, get, I reminded them of what Brick Central was when they were running it. Mm -hmm. So we chatted a bit about some things I would like to see done differently on Brick Central, and I floated the idea of merging my forum with it. And it turns out that LL Franco had tried to attach a discussion feature before through a Facebook group. So this idea was like right up his, his alley. I mean, it, it intrigued him. Hmm. He asked me to write a proposal. So over the holidays, like this is just near the end of my mod term is in, on Brick Central in December. I sat down and I laid out my vision in a document, but I sat on sending it for a while because I wanted to give myself some time to see how I really felt about taking over the account. I mean, Brick Central to me, it was starting to feel really irrelevant. So I was thinking, would it be worth it for me? Or am I stepping in 
you know <laughs> here I, is it, it going to be worth doing all of this effort and yeah, work yeah I, I don't i don't know i mean and i even reached out to old brick central malls like layla and james for their advice and i i eventually sent the proposal and several days later franco accepted it and so here we are are the things that we're seeing now were those all in that proposal i wasn't super detailed in my proposal. But one of the main things I wanted to tell Franco was that it needed a permanent mod team. This was the one thing that just needed to be done. And then of course, I, the forum, because I, I had flow, I approached him using the forum saying, you guys need a forum because right now all of our discussions are based on photos. They're all attached to photos. And when you do that, it's, it's egotistical. It's almost narcissistic. Like, only talk to me if I post a photo and mm. only talk about my photo. And I don't want to do that, right? I mean, <laughs> that's why you get all of these nice pick bro comments. It's like, what else are you going to say, right? Right. Yeah, I love what you're doing with the with the forum on Brick Central. It reminds me a lot of how the internet used to be, <laughs> you know, at, right. before the days of social media when people would spend their time on forums and chatting and creating all of these big long threads. And, and I guess people still do that on things like Reddit and, and their own forums, but I feel like that used to be more widespread across the internet. And I like that you're kind of bringing that back with, with Brick Central. Yeah, I'm old school like that. I prefer um, Reddit and forums over social media just because it's a different kind of engagement. Engagement. I, I, I prefer to just talk about different things rather than do commentaries on photos that are really short and pithy. Right. Um, you, you brought up the, the permanent mod team. You've, you've put together a great team of people to, to work alongside you. Can you talk about who those people are and, and how you chose them? I love my team. Well, obviously, I, I chose them all. I mean, they're all handpicked. But <laughs> each person on my mod team is a Lego photographer that I admire. They each have their own recognizable style, their, you know, technical skills are on point, creativity, but they also have something to teach. Earlier, we talked about reading a photo, and this is one of my requisites for being a mod as well, because if you can read a photo, you have the vocabulary to articulate why you like a photo, which is what mods should be doing for features, right? Mm -hmm. I approached each of them quietly, though, through DM on Instagram to see if they were interested in becoming part of my team. I really didn't expect people to say no to being a mod on Brick Central, especially with a new vision. But it wasn't just a matter of accepting my invitation. I had this document prepared with guidelines and, and my vision, and they had to read through that and agree with it. And also agreed to undertake the expanded responsibilities of being a mod, which I, I, I don't, I, I think you've seen like foolish bricks. Now he's a new kind of mod. He, we call him a tips mod and they have to come up with these things and write about them. You can't just feature and, you know, pick stuff from the hashtag anymore. That's, that's, that's the easy job, mm -hmm. right? So you have to, you have to invest a little bit to be a, to be a mod on brick central now and have something to teach. Yeah, which I love. I think I was a. Uh, I did one month of moderating, and um, it's a, it's a lot of work just just doing the basic feature thing. And and it's funny that you you had brought up that that just doing that one monthly thing, you don't really have an opportunity to to dive into it and and really examine what's going on in the community and, and bring up discussions. It's just it's a lot to to take on, and and only doing it for one month is, is kind of tough. So having a more permanent team now. I like that you you are setting up these different kinds of moderators who are in charge of different things and who are, are approaching things differently. Uh, what what is kind of your the workflow there, and, and what is everybody kind of in charge of right now? Well, I have um, I have the monthly theme, which is Keith right now. Then the features, which is 
amber and the tips, which is dwas. And then we have a couple of inactive mods who aren't really inactive because they need to prepare for their shifts next month. They need to create photos for their monthly theme, for example, and they need to create their tips, which also requires that you create things. Mm -hmm. So all of these things that, that what I'm doing, I'm making sure that mods are not curators. That's it. They have to be creators. And I, I wanted that because I also, that's one thing I didn't really like about the rotating guest mods is you couldn't show your own work. And I thought, well, What's kind of the point of being a guest mod if you can't inject part of you in it? Mm -hmm. So when I did it, I broke a lot of rules. I mean, I featured people <laughs> who had more than 10,000 followers, you know, like Shelly or whatever. I just broke almost every rule there was with permission. I told Franco what I was going to do when he was on board. So um, that, that that's one thing that I that you couldn't show who you were. And I wanted to divide up the, the duties. Like, you know, Keith has to show his kind of portrait work, what he likes to shoot, you know, and then Amber is, you can, you can feel that her features are very warm light all the time because mm -hmm. that's what she loves. Right. You know? And so you kind of get to, into this rhythm and with a permanent mod team, you know that they're going to come back and you're going to say, okay, well maybe you'll adjust that your style to suit the feature or maybe you want, but yeah, I mean, maybe you won't, but you'll understand what they're looking for, you know? Yeah. Whereas before it was kind of like a crapshoot, like, oh, okay, blurry photo one day, and then the next day it's a little overprocessed stuff, or you know, just where it was whatever, whatever suited their fancy at the time. There wasn't really a standard. I've kind of taken myself out of it, um, I, and will only probably do the forums and the stories because I really want these mods. I I like them a lot. I like their work a lot to come through, you know. And I really I I like the way that they engage with the community, but like especially Foolish Bricks and the A-Fall who really consistently put out top-notch work mm -hmm. and their follower count doesn't match what, 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 I, what I think it should be, which is kind of also why for Brick Central, I've ditched that metric. Like we have new hashtags where you're, you can be featured or given a shout out if you have less than 100 posts and not 100 followers, but 100 posts because I want to remove that whole game of you need followers to get noticed mm -hmm. you know it has nothing to do with the quality of your work they don't it, it it's not the same thing and on the flip side i don't want to say don't feature this guy because he's got ten thousand followers no the follower count for us is irrelevant let's talk about some of the things that you're doing to, to feature people i know that you've got you know you're giving away trophies and features on in the stories and badges for for the website and everything. Can you go through kind of the, the new things that you guys are doing to, to help feature people in the community? Okay, well, so Brick Central will still have the monthly themes that we've seen before and the regular photo features are just divided between two mods now. And I've added a whole bunch of things that you mentioned. I think one of the most exciting things that we're doing is awarding badges for features and winners. So their photos are badged. I think you just won one. I think, um, yeah, yeah, yeah Amber just, uh, yeah, she did. So their photos get badged and posted to our stories where they get double exposure, right? Because you're, you're in our feed and you're now in our story. And then you can repost that badge to your own story and save it as a highlight to your own profile. Because it is a highlight to be featured on Brick Central, I think. I mean, I remember my first time. So I, that's something I want to do, like keep a memory of it. How can you give somebody the memory of it? And also bragging rights, badges right, yeah. <laughs> to be the perfect thing. 
But the thing that I'm most interested in is the forum because, like I said, I'm super old school and I really like participating on discussion boards. And so we have a forum mod, like it's a different kind of mod and it's free the Geekman. And he's always there because you have someone to chat with, right? Mm -hmm. And I like the forum too because then we can carry the badges from Instagram over to the profiles on the forum. So every time you post... It's there. Like, oh, this dude is legit. He wanna, you know, he has a badge. Like, he, it gives you credibility in the community, right? Right. The other thing we're doing is I'm using the stories a lot more. I didn't think this was not in my proposal to 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 Franco because I I didn't see the value of them, but now I I do, and I use it a lot more to engage with the community with these polls or to give shout outs to like phone photographers and newcomers with these new hashtags that we're doing. So. The first hashtag, hashtag is um, like BC Mobile Monday. And this is just for phone photographers. And Free the Geekman, who is also my forum mod, he'll be watching the hashtag and picking photos for shout outs for the stories on Mondays. And our second hashtag is like BC Welcome Wednesday. And that's for Lego photographers who have the under 100 posts in their account. And I mentioned earlier, it's the posts, not the followers, that's important here. So we have these two new hashtags to bring in other people from the community that might not be able to get featured on the main site, which is, you know, we really want the main feed to be excellent Lego photography, you know? Right. And of course, you know, I have the In the Style of Challenge, which is my baby, and it's for advanced shooters. And I, I wanted to do this because... You know, when we have the monthly theme, it's kind of a catch-all. You Anybody can participate it. But the in the style of always requires some special knowledge, right, or some special kind of gear. And I thought, you know, a lot of advanced shooters don't do the regular theme because it's, it's too, mm, you know, you can do it. But if you really want to push yourself, we have something else, right? And this one in particular I had written several weeks before this whole Brick Central thing happened. But come to think of it, I mean, most of my team has appeared in my In the Style challenges. I had the A-Fall first, I did Foolish Bricks, Nocturne Online, and now Yuri. So I, I guess I owe Keith and, and Shundies. <laughs> uh, so we got a lot going on, and I still have a bunch of things that I want to do, but I, I'm, I'm weighing their usefulness hmm. at the moment. Yeah, I get that. And, and you don't want to throw too many new things out there. You know, you guys are still in your first month as, as we're recording this right now. Yeah. So, so I can understand that as well. We need to know what sticks, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love that on top of just having the Instagram account, you have created that forum and have created that uh, website where you're doing blog posts and, and deeper behind the scenes and in the style of posts and things like that. I love that you're you're taking the Brick Central concept and expanding it. I just think it's it's got so much potential and it's, it's really cool to see it given new life like this. I'm, I'm really excited to see where it goes. That's cool. I mean, I really wanted to take it away from a platform that I couldn't control, like Instagram, because you don't know what's going to happen mm -hmm. with Instagram, right? I mean, they could disappear tomorrow if they feel like it, or they could shut down Brick Central if they feel we're inappropriate or whatever the case may be. So I wanted to make sure that the community would always have a home, no matter what happened to any of these social media platforms. And also because I'm trying to start to invite people from other networks like Flickr or even Twitter to come and participate in these challenges because there's a ton of good talent on Flickr. I know you're on Flickr and mm -hmm. you've seen like, wow, this is really some top, top notch stuff that people just don't post on Instagram because 
the screen's too small or, you know, they just don't like the way it works. It, I don't want to involve them. I don't want to exclude them just because we're not on Instagram. Yeah, I love that because up until now, Brick Central has just been an Instagram thing. And, and there are so many people spread across the internet, especially, like you said, Flickr is one of those things that I, I stopped using Flickr for, for a couple years. And then once G Plus disappeared and we were kind of looking for a new place to go, I, I went back to Flickr and I just, I love that platform, especially because yeah. it's built for photographers. Yeah. So, so yeah, finding a way to, to connect to those things. And I know that you've got like a, a Flickr group and the, the, the group is embedded onto the website as well. So people that upload their photos there can uh, have their photos seen. I just think it's, it's a really cool thing you're doing to, to include multiple platforms. And it's something that, that makes total sense, but it's something that maybe wouldn't have occurred to everybody. <laughs> right. And well, the Flickr thing is, I, you know, I, I was talking to Lynn and we both were like, why can't we see these photos bigger, right? It's right. impossible to see them bigger on Instagram. You physically have to hold down the screen and keep it there. I mean, compare that to Flickr where you, you, you what do you could call it, pinch out, and you could take your hand off the screen and it will stay that way, right? Mm -hmm. Instagram, like the minute you release, it's back to its small screen. I'm like, well, why did you do that? Oh, because you want me to move on, right? Right. <laughs> so that's why. It's kind of almost a... It's, it's kind of my slap back to Instagram. Like, okay, well, you're going to do that. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Well, I love that you've taken something where Instagram is, you know, like you said, designed to, to make you keep scrolling and keep going. And, and I like that your, your whole mission here is to make people stop and appreciate the photos and, and discuss them and, and bring back that engagement and, and the social part of social media. Right. This is exactly it. I, I want people to slow down. I mean, I know it's going to be like hard to fight Instagram that way because that's how people want to consume things. But, you know, I mean, a lot of people put a lot of effort into these photos, and I hate that people take half a second to just, you know, hit the heart button and move on. It's like, wow, okay, that was, that took me like five hours to shoot. <laughs> I've had that moment for sure. Yeah. It, it can be it, discouraging. It can't, that's why I really don't look at the numbers on Instagram. I mean, for me, they're really irrelevant. I don't market my stuff as hard as I guess I should if I wanted to be an influencer. Because for me, it really just just about the work, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I want to appreciate other people's work. I mean, my own follower count is not as high as, you know, so many other people's. But I'm also not following a ton of people. I follow who I want to follow because they're putting in the work. And that's all I want to see. Right. And Book Central for me helps surface other people that I might be looking at. And that's why I trust my mods to be doing that job. Like help me find people that I want to follow because I like their work in totality, not just that one off, but their whole gallery. Do you know, it has to be more than just the one that you posted. It has to be that's your style. That's your system. That's what you're going to do. And that's what I can expect. You've had a, such a busy year so far doing the Brick Central thing. Do you have things on the horizon? Any creative goals for this year? Anything you're looking forward to? Okay, well, I have a split field diopter I've been wanting to try. Ooh, nice. But I just haven't had the time lately for anything because of Brick Central. But hopefully when we've got our rhythm down at Brick Central, I can get back to my usual programming on Four Bricks Tall and playing with these toys and, you know, I mean... Like that rig that I built for brick sailboats challenge, I haven't really been able to use it fully to its potential. And you know, I just build all these things that I just don't have the time. I like I like tinkering with things. So those are my creative goals. Like I, I don't really want to invest in more equipment or more minifigs. I want to do 
weird things with less used items, you know? I love that. And I can't wait to see what you come up with. <laughs> yeah, the split field diopter, that thing is super old school. They don't even sell that anymore. I mean, they don't even make that anymore because you can do the same thing in Photoshop. Right. For, for people that maybe don't even know what that is, can you explain a little bit about what split diopter is for our listeners? Okay, so the best way to explain it is, like, you know how you see some photos where, like, the mini... It's, well, these travel photos that a lot of these Lego photographers do, and the minifigs in focus, and then behind is just a blur of, um, I don't know, a church or something, right? And then the next photo will post in the carousel is the minifigs out of focus, but then the background is sharp. A split field diopter takes care of that problem. It will have both fields in focus. And you use this kind of thing more for um, film because you don't want to shoot an actor in doing his scene at one focal length and then do the whole scene again, shooting the actor behind at a different focal length so that both will be in focus. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a cinematic kind of thing to have that such a huge depth of field in a photo because you don't get that in macro in macro work one thing is in focus and not even one thing it's, you might get like the the eyes in focus but you're not going to get the hair in focus right. <laughs> it's very shallow but split field diopter takes care of that so it's a different kind of tool for a different kind of storytelling one that's very different from what i do now yeah i love that i've never really seen or, or consider that for, for Lego photography or toy photography. It's something that I've always attributed to film. I'm thinking of things like uh, All the President's Men does it. I right. feel like uh, Spielberg does it a bit. Um, it's something I attribute to, to film and movies, but haven't really seen implemented with toy photography. So I'm really excited to see what, whatever you do with that. That sounds really cool. Well, if you've seen that brick film called The Cleaners, they use it in one of their scenes. And when you see it, you're like, okay, I, I guess a lot of people who don't know photography that well, it would, they'll miss it. And that's what I mean about educating. They'll miss these things. Like, wait, how did you get that thing in focus? And then that thing in the back also in focus. That is either Photoshop or you did something. So I read their behind the scenes and it is thorough. And they mentioned that they had to use a, I knew it. I was like, they used something to get that scene because there's no way that they could have done that without some special technique or some excessive not excessive but you know a lot of photoshop so yeah when i read okay you did you use a split field diopter like okay i'm gonna get that out on ebay they're like 12 bucks right because <laughs> nobody uses them anymore <laughs> to wrap up do you have any advice for people uh, just getting into lego photography or or just getting tapped into the community i would do the opposite of the in the style of challenges and if you're just getting started, just do your own thing and use your equipment to the fullest of its potential. Even if you're just using mobile, understand it. Understand its limitations, but you can work within those because that's what we do with Legos. I mean, with Lego photography, we that minifig is so limited in articulation and all of these things, but we're all doing creative stuff. You can do the same thing with mobile phone photography. But one thing I would advise against is, looking at other people's work and trying to emulate that work because sometimes it's a lens thing and you're like, why am I not getting that in such sharp focus? I suck. It's not that you suck. It's just you don't either, you're either using the wrong equipment or you don't understand your own equipment. So just really just maximize what you have. And when you feel that you've reached the end of that, like, okay, that's all I could do and I want to do more, then go and buy equipment. But certainly don't, you know, 
go looking at my stuff and going, wow, she really got that. I'm like using a macro lens for that. There's no way I can do that with a mobile phone, you know, just these things, just understand your equipment and stick to it. And once you're graduated, graduate, but don't, don't rush into getting stuff. You need to understand what you're shooting. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Where can people find you online, both your personal work and then how can people get tapped in with uh, what's going on now at Brick Central? Well, I'm all over the forum right now and I've pretty much completely neglected my own website, which is fine because I'm just going to turn it into a gallery. But if you want to get to know the mods better and me, I would head to the forum because that's where we're, we're really talking. It's, it's, it's not all platitudes over there. It's, you know, we say stuff, what's on our mind and maybe you'll disagree with us or, or agree with us. That'd be great. But you know, it's just conversation. So if you want to find me and the mods, we're, we're most likely there. Awesome. And that uh, the website for that is brickcentralcommunity.com. I'll have the link for everything on the blog post so people can check it out. And then, of course, you guys are on Instagram as well. And, uh, right. Yeah. And uh, thank you for, for coming on to the show. This was a really fun conversation. I know you and I have been kind of back and forth with our schedule for a while now to get you on. But with the launch of Brick Central and everything, this was perfect timing. So uh, thank you for taking time. Yeah. This was serendipity, actually. Yeah. <laughs> So thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule and coming on the show. This was really fun. Thanks so much, James. Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.